Hey, what's going on everybody? It's episode 151 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and they'll roast coffee specifically for you and ship it to you. That means coffee made to order, roasted in small batches, shipped directly to you. All you gotta do is grind it up and and have some of the best coffee you've ever had. That's my opinion, and uh, hopefully it'll be yours too. If you want to try it out, go to couchtowncoffee.com. And make an order. And when you do, uh, enter the code word Audible Farm. Just say, hey, Audible Farm sent me here. Boom, you get 20% off CouchtownCoffee.com. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode, I'm sitting down with Cole Smothers. I met Cole at a jam night, and uh, he's a drummer, but he also has a few tricks up his sleeve. He likes to uh, sing and play guitar every now and then. And, you know, he says he's kind of just like a campfire, like hobbyist, but, you know, don't let him fool you. He's, he's good at it, too, you know, so uh, he said he just sits down and learns some songs that he wants to learn, but, you know, I bet with a little bit of trying, he, he could probably be pretty darn good uh, as a singer-songwriter type person if you really wanted to be, but he spends a lot of his time drumming, and uh, he's a fantastic drummer. I remember the first time that he drummed with Jesse Wilson and myself. It was just like, man, where have you been this whole time? We uh, we should have had you doing this with us, you know, more often. So if there's a full full band Jesse Wilson show, he's with us, and he's the drummer that that's usually there, unless he's uh, playing with somebody else, because he does play with um, Elias Nets. So uh, hats off to those guys doing all that work out there as well. I mean, uh, the the scene up here is getting real busy, and the busier it gets, the more musicians hop in and help out. So. I'm going to sit down and keep talking with him, and, you know, this is one of, one of those guys I just kind of met at a jam night and started playing music with him, and he's just a fun guy all around. I like I like having him around, so uh, check out this episode. I really like it. I hope you guys like it, too. It's episode 151 with Cole Smothers. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. So, yeah, today I'm sitting down with Cole Smothers. Cole, I met you at a jam night in Barnum, which is a common topic of conversation on this podcast. Uh, I spent a lot of time there, and you, you know, you frequent the place as well. Yeah, I try and get there as much as possible. Yeah, um, I think the first time I saw you there, you were actually singing and playing guitar, but you would consider yourself primarily a drummer? Yeah, um, primarily, for sure. I, I... play a little guitar I'm not very good mostly acoustic um I sing because I have a voice yes but I'm not any good I would tend to disagree ah thank you thank you yeah let me put it this way if it came down to like the nuts and bolts of it and someone's just like Cole or Peter what do you have to sing I would just be like Cole a thousand times over (laughs) like (laughs) no I don't know I'm a firm believer in like you know if you're given a voice just use it you know um you only get one so true true um Man, I don't know. I was talking with somebody about this the other day. Like, uh, I actually went to a karaoke last night. Uh, this karaoke band called Party Party. Okay. They have like 200 songs or something like that. And you just choose one off the list and they'll play it for you and you can sing along with like, right a live on. band. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. But like the people I was with was like, you got to get up there and sing. And I was like, the only way I can sing is if I have somebody else next to me also singing. So I have to like be able to match yeah, a pitch. Yeah, right. Or like on the off chance, I want to try a harmony. 
Like that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. But if, or like singing, singing with music going on where you actually hear the vocals. It's so much easier and you have a lot more confidence yes, to do it. Yes. Thank you. Um, thank you for. Uh, <laughs> and then once the vocals are gone, you're like, oh my God, this is what I actually sound like. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how I go. So like, that's why I like ended up going the blues route. Cause it was like, well, blues is easy yeah, to sing. Sure. Those guys, like none of them can even sing, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lie, but it's uh it's a very unique style of singing that yeah. doesn't necessarily involve like doing too much like Christine Aguilera type stuff yeah, or whatever right, you actually right. have to use. It's melodic talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like kind of like rapping, but not quite, you know? Sure, um, sure. so, uh, did you start singing in school or did, like, have you always sang or? Um, no, not really. Just, you know, after I picked up a guitar, um, it took me, you know, however long to learn a few basic chords. And I guess like, when I first did, my goal was like, I just want to play, be able to play one song, like start to finish. And just in case I went anywhere and there was a guitar sitting there, I'm like, oh, I can play that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I guess I just, I learned enough to where I would look up a song that I wanted to learn and I'd just learn that and be able to play it. And it, But it actually took me a little while to be able to sing and play guitar at the same time you know i would like have to start tapping my foot and just like where do i come in or i'd come in at the wrong spot i'm like god damn it yeah (laughs) so what song was the first song you chose then to to try to learn um it's oasis wonderwall no 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 (laughs) i still don't know how to play wonderwall to this day Um, (laughs) by choice yeah i pat my back on that based on principle alone (laughs) yeah i don't be that guy but um uh, i think it was um good riddance by green day Mainly because I was playing a lot of guitar with my buddy Jordan Reuter at the time, and he learned that song, and I was like, man, that's a kick-ass song, and I learned it too, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know, so he, he kind of, like, taught me a lot when I first started, we we're hanging out a bunch, um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of songs that I heard him play, I would just, like, dude, I'm stealing that, you know, and yep, I'd, yep. <laughs> I'd play it for myself, you know, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, I'd just, I'm mainly, like, a campfire guitar player you know i like busting it out for my friends learning songs that they want me to learn just for them you know and Mm -hmm. just literally playing around a campfire that's what i love you know whether i'm singing and playing at the same time or just we're having conversations and i'm plucking along you know Mm -hmm. to the vibe i like that that's really fun um yeah i uh just like a weird side note, like Good Riddance was actually our class song when I graduated. Oh, really? But they uh, were sure to title it uh, Time of Your Life. Sure. Like, like yeah. a million times. Yeah. Like the that everything. In parentheses. Yeah. And they, they never called it Good Riddance ever once. Right. And I was just yeah. like, doesn't it seem a little oddly fitting that our class was kind of junky and we sure. got Good Riddance as yeah. our class song? But it's well. funny. It's kind of like negative connotation, though. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like it's great to have somebody to kind of buddy up with when you're playing guitar, because that's kind of what I did. Like, mm-hmm. um, Dan Blair would come over here and we'd yep. play a lot of guitar and bounce ideas off each other, right. and it's like, you can learn so much by yourself sitting alone, but mm-hmm. if you have somebody else that's just like, hey, I learned this thing, and then they just show yeah. it to you, and wham, you doubled your yep. knowledge, like, instantaneously. And it, it's, honestly, for me, like, I've, you know, had another buddy who had played guitar with all the time. we just hang out all the time, play guitar to, guitar together. And it is so hard to actually teach somebody that, you know, or like what you know and try and put it in perspective or tell them, hey, this is what you need to do with your fingers to make this chord, blah, blah, blah. And that's really tough. And but it's a lot easier, I think, to be taught that from somebody rather than kind of doing it yourself. You know, I yeah. guess like 
with anything, any instrument that I've ever played, it's been mainly like self-taught, you know, mm -hmm. um, drums going way back to just like not knowing anything. And then I was in band for a few years. Um, but other than that, like full kit, just kind of like listening to music and trying to, you know, match their beats mm -hmm. and, you know, um, so I kind of learned the same way with guitar, just kind of by myself watching YouTube videos, you know, trying to get strumming patterns down from the songs that I hear. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's different to learn it by yourself it and is. then being taught it from somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. It's Dude, weird. it's really tough to actually find YouTube videos that click with you as well. Not necessarily you, but like, that's what I've found where it's like, I'll watch a YouTube video and it's like, this one's not in depth enough. The sure. guy's just like, well, this is a G note and this is where you want to put your middle finger. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, okay, come on, let's go. Yeah, let's right. Exactly. I'm fast forwarding it until, you know, it's like, yeah. But then like you get to some, they're just like, well, these are the Phrygian augmented fourth chords that dirt. And I'm like, holy cow, yeah. this is a little bit right. too in depth. Can I me. get right. right in between that? You yeah. know, I need yeah. a sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. I need a textbook and a notebook and I need to like write this stuff down yeah. and map it out to figure out what's going on, mm. you know? And I like, I took a music theory class uh, when I was in high school. I like, did too, yeah. Like a quote-unquote college-level class, right. but it was still just like, oh, this isn't enough, you know? I wish I, I wish I took more of that, but at the same time, um, when it came time to actually go to college, it was like, do you want to take some music theory classes? And I was just like, nah, I don't know. Looks, yeah. You know. I took a college, a music theory college course, too, just because I had to take one, and I was like, oh, this is something I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. It was not at all what I thought it was going to be, you know? I was like, it just wasn't personalized for me enough. I really wanted to learn about, like, I don't know, from the 40s or 50s music and up, and we started way back to when, like, the first instrument was made ever yeah like, i don't care about that you know i mean it's interesting but it's like that's just way too much you know yeah um yeah so like i put that class off until like the last two weeks it was due and just hammered it out <laughs> got like a c minus and i was like all right i know i don't want to do that ever again you know yeah yeah I took a, a class like that too. It was like called like the introduction to music history yeah, or something. Yeah. I swear to God, we took the same class. Yeah, we yeah. probably did. <laughs> but it was just like, this is Mozart. And it's like, wow, right. this isn't quite what I was hoping yeah. for. Like, you know, that was, it would be like, which one of these pictures is a tuba, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, it was funny because I was in classes with people that were just like, how do you know this stuff? And it's like, yeah. I, I guess this seems easy to me, but I was also in band like sure. growing up through high school and stuff. Yeah. So I know the difference between a trombone and a saxophone, right? right. you know, but to somebody that doesn't know, they wouldn't know. Plus, like, I don't know, I'm sure you went to a community college just like I did. Um, I'm assuming, I guess. Maybe you didn't. I didn't. You didn't? I, no, I was done with school right out of high school. Really? Yeah. Dang. Didn't go to college. I never wanted to, though. Like, I don't know. Mm. I was the only one in my class that, like, during commencement or whatever, like, everyone had a certain college they were going to, and my, by my name was uh, Undecided. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, is wrong because i decided that i wasn't going to college you know <laughs> they just kind of like i don't know sweetened it up for me yeah. i guess you know They're like oh he doesn't want to do, know what he wants to do right now we'll just put undecided by it but undecided looks better than like laborer right yeah <laughs> entering the workforce <laughs> i don't blame you though too like when i graduated high school i was like i don't know what i want to do so yeah. i like i went to college for a semester and uh just kind of wasted time and money sure and i was like well I should have just not done any of this. And yeah. then I went back later and, you know, when I knew what I wanted to do. So 
Um, yeah, I guess there's like two ways to do it. You know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. I'm not mm-hmm. holding anyone against any choices they've made as far as that because I've kind of like lived both sides of it. Right, right. But like, what did you start first? Did you start drums first? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna guess. But like, did you start drums first, or did you start playing the guitar first, or singing, or? Uh, I started drumming. Um, I don't know, early as a kid. Um, I was going to say. My parents bought me my first drum set when I was like 10 or something for Christmas, bless their hearts, because mm-hmm. <laughs> all I did was just bang and bang and bang on it, you know, it was super loud, I bet it was super annoying, and I also like didn't know what I was doing. Yep. Um, but my dad actually made me this cool like uh, bucket drum set, sort of, you know, he, he like screwed together these bigger to smaller buckets and lined them up in front of me and then gave me like a rope uh um strap i guess so and then you know he gave me like some oh cool wheedled me some sticks and i would just like bang on these buckets in front of me earlier than when i got my first drum set so they must have been like oh hey maybe you want you know i don't know i've showed interest since i was youngin but mm-hmm. um i didn't start even really truly learning anything until like beginning in school band in fifth grade i played the snare drum whatnot um i didn't really do jazz band but oh, jazz band would have been the opportunity know, to sit right? behind a oh, kit god i this is like my biggest like i don't know, regret is like not even staying in band throughout high school you know yeah i was just lazy and like just wanted to get through my time and get out you know mm-hmm. um but it definitely would have helped me in the long run you yeah know? That's crazy though. Your dad like made you like a homemade like, I'm assuming it was like a marching tom. Yeah, set, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, that is wild. It was super cool. I wonder if I still have it too. That I would bet be I do sweet. somewhere. That'd but... be sweet. We're gonna bust that out at a show sometime. Yeah, yeah. No, he like. <laughs> I mean, he got all these different sizes of buckets, you know, and just gave me some sticks and I just pounded on them and it actually sounded pretty cool, you know. I mean, they made like a doom sound. Yep. Um, God, that's nuts. Yeah. That's almost hey, like street performer exactly, level stuff. Exactly, you know? yeah. <laughs> That's really neat. So uh, I guess you've always shown interest in the drums, and like you said, bless your parents' heart. Cause exactly, yeah. I would venture to say, like, if somebody's playing an instrument poorly, the drums might be one of the least pleasant to listen For to. For sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No uh, doubt. Uh, there might be a couple other ones, like... Bless anyone's soul who ever had kids that like tried to play like the trumpet or something like yeah, that, you know, because yeah. it's just like that. That's another one that doesn't sound good, especially you know? like when you just begin and you're not good at it yet, yeah. you know. And just imagine squealing through the whole house, you know, yeah, or something. that'd just be nuts. Yeah, I always felt bad coming home and playing the trumpet here because it was just like nobody wants to listen to mm. this, you know. So I never practiced the trumpet when yeah. I was growing up until I don't know about like high school somewhere, and then I tried tried kind of hard and then i realized there were so many people that were so much better than me because they, they actually practiced from like fifth grade to eighth sure. grade and i was yeah. like well i'll just give up on this so i just sat like way in the back in the last chair pretty much and uh it was kind of unfortunate i spent a lot of time playing a lot of guitar in high school yeah. but um yeah i don't know i wished i would have paid more attention and tried harder for sure too mm. um when it comes down to like band in school i think it probably would have helped me out a lot nowadays but when did you get your first kit? I was, I, I don't know, I want to say like 10 years old, 12 years old. And that's also a mind blower. Usually yeah. like parents would be like, a drum set, that's like 500 bucks. Right, like, no, it was a teeny tiny, you know, beginner set with just like trash can symbols. I don't know how to explain it, but you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much they paid for it. I couldn't even speculate. But 
you know, when I first got it, I didn't even set it up correctly. Like, I, you know, drummers have the snare in between their legs and then hi-hat on one side, bass drum on the other side. I set the snare, like, way over here, and then I just basically be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. All right, I'm done. You know, and just like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Doing fills, doing yeah. fills. Uh, I totally get what you're saying about, like, the trash can lid symbols. Yeah, um, yeah they sound, sound junko. Right. Um, I bought a drum set from a guy. It was like his kid's drum set, and he moved away to college, and that was like where I bought my drum set. And it has like three really good cymbals and two like absolute garbage. Yeah. Like you can buy them in a pack for like four mm. cymbals for like 150 bucks, right, and it's right. like and I don't no know. sustain, like nothing. Just, it, you know, just and then they super dent after the first hit. And yeah, it's like uh, that makes it worse. Very abrasive sounding, yeah. and like yeah. the worst part is like one of the super cheap cymbals is like one of the China crashes. Oh yeah, and so like I've always made the joke like a bad. China crash sounds mm-hmm. just like it's like the worst symbol sound you could ever imagine, yeah, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess like running into you at jam nights, the first time I saw you, you were singing, playing guitar. Um, so I like, you know, was just like, oh, this guy plays oh, guitar or whatever. Guitar you know? player, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's pretty nice. We could use more drummers in here. And then like once you sat behind the drums, I was like, that guy's really good at the drums. Oh, like, yeah, he's actually a drummer. Yeah, <laughs> like it's clear that you're a drummer. Yeah. But I find a lot of people that were like once drummers translate that into eventually learning the guitar. Mm-hmm. I think some of it comes down to like, you've already got the rhythm and things like that figured out. You know where to put the certain things. So it's sure. like, all I got to do is just put my fingers in a position and strum some yeah. strings and yeah. now I'm a guitar player. You know, like there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, there's different ideas that, you know, you can take from drumming or take from guitar playing, putting them towards guitar playing or drumming, you know. Um, it's kind of cool. Like uh, you see a lot of like solo guitar players play the drums on their guitar, you know, they mm-hmm. bouncing around doing stuff like that. That's what I always tried to do, too. I started off, like, playing guitar, like, I don't know, I'd play, like, a like a sublime song, like, reggae or something. I'd just basically, like, be, you know, hand flailing around, and I would take, like, I'd be hitting the guitar in weird spots on the strings and just bouncing it off. You could make, like, a bass sound, a snare sound, you know, on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of what I like doing, but, I mean, I'll just do that on the side, like, you know, not not up in on the jam night or whatever not up on stage mm-hmm. um because i'm not that good and it's kind of silly to do but at, like at home and you know when i wake up have my cup of coffee and just pluck around the guitar every now and then i'm just like oh what can i do with this and yeah i don't know it's crazy i'm still having my cup of coffee here couch town baby hell yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm like i definitely get what you're saying though where like some of the certain rhythms that you would or like the accents that you would put on certain things drumming definitely mm-hmm. translate well to the guitar. Um, when it's, I, always, it's always something to think about. You know, yeah, know yeah. I, goes, I, I guess I never thought too much about having it go backwards from the guitar to the drums. I'm sure there is some translation backwards. But like once again, I'm such a novice drum player. Sure, yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't have much. I guess, I guess like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, like a call and response drummer. And I feel like that goes more for guitar players, you know, like yeah. um, rhythm guitar, the, you know, singer says something and you go, you do your lick in between, in between verses or in between choruses, you know, that's yep. kind of what I take to drumming, you know, mm-hmm. um, I like to do just little tiny things, you know, hitting the bell on the cymbal, you know, just doing little tiny, tiny little fills mm-hmm. in between like lines to a verse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like. You know, 
I don't know, I kind of listen to the words, and if I'm like, hey, I agree with that, I go like, a you know, that's weird. I actually really enjoy that style. I would say that's like a lot of what my style is, like a lead guitarist is. Um, I try to, like when I'm playing leads, I try to like, well, I'm going to try and match the chords somehow, but I'm also going to try and be like percussive about it, like the drummer. Sure. sure. So like, uh, I'll hit lower notes where like the bass would hit, and then I'll hit like the higher notes where like the snare would hit, you know, so I try to add like the percussion that way, quote unquote. But also, like you said, like if I'm doing leads, that's in between whatever the mm. singer's doing, you know. Right. So I was, uh, I was, I don't know why I always preferred the call and response system, but yeah. it seems like I like su- it too. I like it it too. seems like such an easy system, and I think yeah. that maybe that's why, like you and I, kind of playing with Jesse, um, you know, kind of mesh pretty well as far as mm. like a drummer and lead guitarist duo. But when I was growing up, I was in a punk band, and and our drummer was easily the best member of our band. So that was something I would always just sit down with him and play with him, even if there wasn't a bassist or another guitarist or a singer around. So I eventually like started getting really good at being like, Oh, this is where the drummer's probably going to do something like this. So I'll try and match it or whatever. Or, uh, when you get to a fill spot, it's like, I bet they, they use triplets in this. So Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to pull off some triplets and see if it, see if it lines up or whatever, you know, that was something that like when at a jam night, I remember Scott Kirkhart saying once it was just like, dude, every one of our fills in between stuff just seemed to match really well for some yeah. reason and i think that right. some of that just comes back to me playing a lot with a drummer yeah. growing up you know so um i bet there's a lot of that that also translates well to you actually like going to play guitar um you know as opposed to just using quarter notes and mm. up down up down up down the yeah. whole time you know where not trying to crap on rhythm guitarists but it seems like that's where everyone starts right. you know and it's yeah. tough to bust out of that yeah uh, like you said learning the different strumming patterns that was something that I, I never really spent too much time learning because... Me neither, me neither. Yeah, yeah, I never did. I don't know why. It just seemed yeah. to translate really well when someone's just like, what's the strumming pattern for this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just playing <laughs> yeah. what I think sounds right, right, you know, and it just kind of works okay, I guess. Yeah. And All I need is like, you know, the song that I hear in my head, the chords, and then I'll just feel the strumming pattern, you know. I, I never look at that stuff, and I never really did. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, thinking about it, they're probably all the same strumming pattern you know i probably play the same strumming pattern for every song yeah maybe like two or three others yeah but you know i just never wanted to like perfect that you know Mm because i don't know you could hit all six strings or whatever you could hit two or just one Mm -hmm. um and just kind of like i don't know let your wrists kind of move to with the music Mm -hmm. it's kind of what i go about but that makes me think of something i I saw a, a pedal somebody had once i think it's called an s drum um, I don't know if it's pronounced like strum. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's like a pedal you can put your guitar into, and then instead of guitar noises coming out of... Really? It's drum sounds. That's kind of wild. So you can have like... There's like a snare sound that'll come out if you hit certain notes or mm-hmm. a bass or whatever. And so like I've I've tinkered with one of those once like a few years ago, and I always wanted to buy one, but I never ended up like getting one. Because like for a while, I was just like, I got to get all the gear and try it all out. And that was like my thing. And eventually it was just like all right let's actually practice the guitar yeah. you know instead of i you know i was just looking at a, a sweetwater magazine the other day and i was like reading all these pedals mm-hmm. you know and i have no idea how anyone could just be like you know buy a pedal out of a magazine or something without <laughs> being able to hear it like or you know i mean obviously it describes what kind of sounds it makes mm-hmm. but also how accurate can that be if somebody just describing a sound that this certain pedal makes you know and then dropping a couple hundred bucks on it it's, just for like a what if you yeah know? it's a little weird i mean probably some, like you know look up videos to other people playing it and just be like okay that's kind of what i'm looking for and 
That's true. Buy it, but but you got to hope they're like recording it correctly, sure. or it's not just like a phone in the corner of the yeah. room or something, or yeah. they have it mixed properly or whatever, you know. But I do get what you're saying though, like. But I think once you start like a building block with some of those pedals, like oh, this is a tube screamer, it's an overdrive pedal. It's mm. okay. Well, and like, what's this one? Well, it's an overdrive pedal that's kind of like the tube screamer, but it does this. You know, and you're okay. like, oh, okay, so it's similar to this, but it changes in this aspect or whatever. But I totally also get what you're saying. We're like. Some people might call something bright, right? Bright yeah. guitar, but somebody yeah. might say that brightness is actually brittle sounding. You know, right. it's too yeah, bright. Yeah. You know, yeah. so everyone has their own different opinions on all those pedals and things like that. Yeah. But I, I went through that phase, and I mean, like, I, at one point in time, I had like thirty or forty pedals, and it was just like, all right, I don't need all these pedals. Yeah. I selling. would do the same thing. Yeah. Though. I mean, if I got into it, I would just like go hog wild on yeah, these pedals because I think they're so cool. Yeah. And I love looking at people's pedal boards too. You know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you got a nice one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> buddy etheridge that i play with in elias nets band he's got a really cool one um i don't know i just love looking at that shit yeah well i think one of the nets is recently redid like ron lee king's yeah pedal board yeah that's and, probably like, rich yeah and ron lee's looks like really cool now mm. so um yeah i was always like super into pedal boards and was like oh, i gotta get a big one or whatever and, mm. and then for a while i went digital so i had like just one of those like banks with just like a bunch of buttons on it and it's like well uh, this is the whatever sound and that's the whatever sound and, yeah um but then i went back to pedals because digital just wasn't my thing or whatever but sure. now we're starting to get into like weird gear talk or <laughs> whatever yeah. but uh what was the first band you joined then let me ask you that okay. um, um, and were you a drummer or what did you do in the band so when i was right out of high school or you know just nearing the end of my senior year um i got joined this um band in manson that uh jordan reuter and elias nets kind of started i suppose they were thinking about doing something they got together and at this point we're we're jamming a lot anyway just like you know kind of garage band style in my basement or something you know and this is kind of where like my interest in actually joining a band playing live music started i suppose um so they asked me to drum and we just practice a whole lot and um and then we got uh, our buddy Michael Bradley in, who was mainly like a guitar player at the time. Um, me and him would jam a lot. Um, we got him in on bass, and basically like Jordan and Eli kind of showed him some stuff so he could groove along with us, and that was kind of like how that started. Mm -hmm. And so we did like a whole summer of a bunch of shows kind of around here, around Manson. Um, and it was like the day before our first show, I guess. We played at Greater Crater Days in Manson. Cool. Um, they did, you know, kind of like a whole day full of local music, local acts, you know, and you just kind of got up there and had a short little session and then got off and watched somebody else, you know. But mm -hmm. I was just talking with Eli about this the other day. Like, I think everyone in this band has a different story of like how we came up with this name <laughs> which is which is called undertone by the way i didn't i didn't uh say that yet yes but how i remember it <laughs> which apparently everyone's different everyone remembers the story differently yeah. but how i remember it i'm pretty sure i'm right but <laughs> <laughs> so it's the day the day before we were playing our first show at greater crater days we were doing a little practice session at eli's parents house in manson and when we kind of got done, we we're hanging out outside and there, you know, everyone was talking about like overtones in music, which I have no idea what those are, you know, yeah. but everyone was talking about those. And I, you know, I was just like, oh man, 
undertone would kind of be a cool name. We had no idea. We had no, like no idea what we were going to call ourselves yet. We had not, you know, discussed it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we all just kind of like heard undertone and our jaws dropped. We're like, Whoa, that's kind of cool. And Mm -hmm. what does it mean? We don't know, but that's why what we went by the next day. And then that whole summer, um, but yeah, I mainly played drums in that. Um, had Reuter on guitar, Eli on guitar, Michael on bass, and played a whole bunch of cover music from like newer country to old school rock and roll, um, classic rock, reggae. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We just did like every song that we all wanted to do, we did. And we had a good ass time doing it. Yeah. You know? It was a great summer, honestly. Like, I feel like that's the best for a band is like, ah, don't pigeonhole yourself too much. Play, sure. Just play what you want to play yeah, and yeah. and kind of go with it. I think that was like, you know, the whole idea behind that is just like we were a group of friends, you know, we all played music together on a daily basis. Why don't we just like, you know, form a band and do it, you know? Yeah. And we did. Um, it was super cool. Um Gosh, I, I love thinking about band names. So like, I'm in a, I'm in a punk band called Three Finger Betty. It's another one where it's like if you ask somebody, they might have a different story based on like how the band got its name. It had its name before I was even there. So oh, yeah. like, my stories don't matter. But I'll I'll spin you a yarn if you want. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean that was for a while that was a big deal. It was like every time somebody asked us, it's just like make make up a story, mm-hmm. you know. So we always did that. And then for a while, there's just like five stories about how the band right, got its name right. out there. Um, and I don't know if the real band name has ever been like publicized to anyone as to what it like was about, but, uh, band names are, are goofy. I always feel like you get stuck with one and then you just kind of got to go with it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one that I like to think about is like brutal Republic was like super heavy with like head banging and hair swinging around in circles and like heavy metal and brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now it's like everything all the way down to like, Oh, it could just be Jeremy playing an acoustic guitar and he's playing oldies and it's like. Brutal Republic, huh? You know, so yeah. like very versatile. Yeah, um, and then playing all different kinds of music is also good because um, when I was in high school, the the band I was in uh, was called Active Input, and we played a lot of like pop punk stuff. But not mm. everybody likes pop punk, sure. so like you have this niche market that you're kind of aiming at, right. even if it's like the popular music at the time. Whereas you guys were playing, like you said, everything from like rock and roll to country to you name it. You know, yeah. I mean, we're all kind of growing up in small town manson like bands that play around are all country cover bands you know that's kind of what people want to hear but Mm -hmm. that's what we're wanted to play anyway you know we want to play our you know crowd pleasing country music crowd pleasing rock and roll Mm -hmm. um and then we had a few you know kind of hippie songs in there reggae um you know songs that just we wanted to play we played them Um, yeah and we got you know we always had like family there a bunch of friends there like just i mean we felt like rock stars or at least i did you know and it was crazy yeah like, uh, um yeah i definitely remember that feeling yeah. um just being younger and just being like this is so cool right. like yeah. we're we're so cool yeah i'm so cool you know or like whatever <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the unfortunate part about that was, like, when I was growing up, I was just like, dude, I'm the best guitarist ever. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm just out there, like, playing power chords. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's not really anything that yeah, good. Yeah, that feeling's there, man. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it took me a while to get over that hump, you know, right. uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, I had, like, the long hair and was just like, look how cool I am, you yeah. know. And eventually kind of learned when I started going out and watching other people play. It was like, oh, I need to step my game up, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm really not, yeah. not that awesome or whatever. And it was... 
I don't know, a band kind of broke up. Everyone went different ways, went to colleges, joined different bands, things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, that went by the wayside. And it took me a long time to actually like try to go into another band. So I guess that brings me to how long did Undertone last? And oh, I don't know, a solid year. Um, we didn't do much like over the winter um, after that first summer. But, you know, we're pulling shows left and right. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, it was a little over a year. And then, um, I don't know, we all kind of just stopped doing it. Um, or just shows weren't coming, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. Reuter gave us a call. He wanted to do something different. Eli was doing something different. Um, so I dropped off the wagon there for a little bit. I didn't have anything going on other than, like, playing in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd still jam doing that. Um, so, and then couple years ago Eli called me up and was like hey um I'm playing a lot of solo shows you know do you want to drum for me and I was like hell yeah dude Mm -hmm. um so we just kind of like hopped right into it um he mainly plays country music country music was not something that I listened to at the time yep so the majority of the songs that he would play I had never heard before and they're like you know everyone knows these songs I'm like yeah I don't (laughs) So I'd just be messing them up left and right on stage. Yep. Um, but we just get through them. And, you know, of course, there's a few songs where I'm like, oh, I actually know this one, you know, so I could, like, um, figure it out and make it sound good. Um, but, you know, we've been doing a lot past couple years and making a lot of progress, um, kind of, you know, tightening our screws here and there. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, you guys are picking up a lot of bookings yeah, as, of, yeah. as of late, that's We've for sure. We've been super busy, and even like, even like, you know, last year over COVID, you know, all summer we were playing a show like every mm-hmm. weekend, you know, they're mainly private parties, Yep. you know. There was um, that weird window in the summer where right. it's like, you can do shows again, but yeah. people were still like, I hate you because you're doing shows, yeah. so a lot of them ended up just being private shows. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't play many bars, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. and shut down and whatnot, um. Uh, but yeah, we did a lot of private, private events, you know, and, um, from what I've known, like any time at those events, nobody really got sick or anything, you know, I think everybody did their part and social distance and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were still there trying to give everybody a good time, you know, and they were, you know, giving us a good time as well. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. There's definitely some of that to be said about like going and playing places like, the band can only bring so much energy, but if there's none yeah. reciprocated from yeah. the crowd, then it's uh, just, it falls flat. Yeah. That's, I mean, like the band gets just as much from the crowd as the crowd gets from the band, you know, and I've played bars where there's six people sitting at the bar and they're way down there. And I'm just like, well, this kind of sucks, you know, yeah. but and then like whoever I'm playing with, we just, we're like, all right, let's just turn it into a glorified jam, you know, and we just look at each other and just go for it. You yeah. Know? yeah. And that kind of, that's kind of fun. But at the same time, like, it doesn't last the whole time, you know, you still want to pull some attention, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, like we do a little bit of that. I mean, you play with Jesse Wilson now too, as yeah. well. And we, I mean, we kind of do some of that too. Like, I think there was one show where Jesse like broke a guitar string and it's like, Oh, and play something. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm in this key. And it's just like, all right, let's see what happens, yeah. you know, and play some funky stuff or whatever, you know? And yeah, I think there's it's something, a, it's a good like time filler, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just like never have music stop. I love that idea. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Breaks in between songs are always awkward for me because I'm just, you know, sitting back there waiting, <laughs> waiting for something to happen so I can 
you know, do my intro fill and get into the next song. You know? yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I never know what to do in between songs. So like just busting into a little jam, especially if it's like a necessity, mm-hmm. you know, say Jesse breaks his guitar string or whatever. And we just, mm-hmm. yeah, bust into that jam. It's like, all right, there's a great time filler. Like in the crowd's like, what are they doing over there? You know? I always feel weird about the drummer though, too. Like you just brought up something pretty fun. So like in between songs, like, the bassist, the singer, the guitarist, they're all like up on stage in the front of the stage. A lot of them have microphones. We're kind yeah. of just turning to each other talking. And it's not like I don't ever talk to the drummer, but almost sure. nobody just turns around and just like, hey, how you doing, man? Yeah. You know, like nobody ever just sits there. And so the drummer's always just sitting there like yeah. sticks in hand, right. like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. And it's, I do, I do like see, um, I don't know. For me, it's funny. Um, I just, I don't, like just sitting there and you know watching everybody talk and I'm sitting there like let's go you know yeah. I don't know there's some <laughs> comedy there somewhere yeah know, for me at least yeah um, but yeah I don't know uh, there's there's times where everybody turns around and they're like yeah we're rocking this you know we share a little bit mm-hmm. um, I'm never just like back there alone I never feel yeah um, so but yeah I mean I <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't drummers don't get the attention either, you know. Like, no. I mean, there's there's times you know you play on a stage and there's a bunch of people up there in front, and I'm just watching people like like awe over the singer and the guitar player and even the ba- bass player, which like you know mm-hmm. the whole internet says nobody cares about the bass player, but I, I see that people do that, you <laughs> yeah. know. So yeah, honestly, nobody cares about the drummer. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. No. <laughs> I believe it. No, it is true though. You're like you're way in the back of the stage. I mean, that's not like way in the back, sure, but yeah. it like to be accessed from like right up front. It's like, well, these three people are here. Then yeah. there's that one guy back there, but I can't like walk through the whole stage mm-hmm. and be like, drummer, good job. You know, yeah, it's it's right. not really. You're not necessarily readily accessible could you imagine being in like a really big band though like on a really big stage where the drummer's like on a riser way in the back and it's like yeah we'll see you in three hours in the back buddy like have a good time being alone you know that's i mean you got to have like in-ear monitors at that point well they all do you know yeah yeah it's like and then there's you know if you have the right production a bunch of lights and and smoke and stuff you can't even see anybody 20 feet in front of you yeah yeah um (laughs) yeah that'd be wild you just like have to communicate through you know the music i guess mm-hmm. um yeah you were talking about playing guitar with uh or playing drums for elias and how like he plays primarily country mm-hmm. and i mean when i first went to jam nights i like i did a lot of uh punk rock to start out and then metal and then blues and those were like the three things i was like pretty dominant in but you'd go to like these jam nights and it's a lot of singer songwriter stuff and folk yep. stuff and yep. country stuff and it's like i don't know any of these songs right. you know and uh i I played well enough where Jesse was like, Hey, you want to come play a couple shows with me? And it's like, yeah, sure. And I mean, he just turned to me like, we're going to play this George Strait song. It's like, who? Yeah. Like (laughs) George Strait. You mean, you mean Garth Brooks? Right. You mean, I mean like they're all the same to me. I I just hear these names and it's like, they're all the same. Like, we're going to play this song. And it's like, that's, I could be written by 20 different people Mm -hmm. I've heard, but never listened to. Yeah. And And, if you never really practice like on our, you know, thought about how to play country music, Mm -hmm. um, then it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to, feel it out i guess yep. you know um but yeah I, I ran into that so much with eli like for the first i don't know year or however many shows we played i'm like i'm just tr- here trying to help man yep. you know because yep. i don't know any of this music <laughs> uh, but eventually i got into it and you know he was showing me songs he was showing me you know singers and bands and i'm like oh man that's actually pretty good you know yeah um i've i've listened to more country music this summer 
than I think I ever have in my life, you know, um, just being introduced to actually like good country, you know? Yeah. I will definitely have to say that as well. Like there was a long time there where it's like, I don't know any of these bands. I don't know any of these songs. Then before you know it, you're like, Oh, I actually know these songs or whatever. And sometimes I would like, I'm going to go look this song up to see how it's actually supposed to sound as opposed to how I'm playing it. Right. And sometimes that's a good or bad thing because I'll like listen to the song and be like, I need to do it more like this. So it fits whatever's going on in like the studio version or whatever. But also like if you don't know the song, but you're like well versed enough in music, it's like, well, the way we're playing, it's actually pretty cool though. So it's it's, different. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously a, a huge amount of respect for like, you know, bands that didn't write the song or didn't record the song and can come out and play it seamlessly, Mm -hmm. you know, just like the band that did. Um, I love it. I have, you know, a bunch of respect for it, but at the same time, it's like, I want to hear your guys's like musical interpretation Mm -hmm. of those songs, you know, and I want to hear like your band play it. You know, if I wanted to hear the record version, I'd, I'd listen to the record, you know? know. (laughs) No, obviously, like I said, I have a huge amount of respect, like just because obviously it takes a lot of talent to do that. Um, yeah, you know, and a lot of time and energy, you know, and work like looking up tabs or whatever, you know, and yeah, I don't know. Or like listening to something like, well, let's rewind it five seconds to figure out what notes those were or whatever, you know, like something that nobody sees, you know, um, they just see you play it on stage and they're like, wow, that guy just must be really good. But it's like, oh, the reason he's good is because he put all this time into it. You know, he practiced eight hours this week, you know, like it's, it's not just like, and you don't get paid for that, you know? No. Oh my gosh. Why do musicians get paid so much? That's because of all the work behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, did you not know we drove two hours to be here (laughs) and had to set up two hours ahead of time? You know, like there's. Lot and then play stuff. for that three, four hours, whatever, you know. Yep. But, you know, there's a lot lot more time than everyone sees. There, there honestly is. I mean, that was something when I started playing with Jesse. Because I played in, like, punk bands, but a lot of that's, like, there's a sound guy here. So you sure. just show up, you drag your stuff on stage, yeah. you play, you go home. Mm-hmm. You know, half an hour, an hour, whatever. But, like, when you're playing in a cover band or playing with a place where you're, like, everything is, uh, like, self-incorporated, it's, like, you know, Jesse like hauls over a PA and all of his yep. drum stuff and yep. whatever. And it's like, well, now we got to like show up early, set this stuff up, find mm-hmm. out where we're going to set up, you yeah. know, organize it in a fashion that we think might fit the room best. I mean, it's and it making just, sure you're doing everything right. And then do, you know, if you want to do a little sound check to make sure like everything's good to go, you're sounding nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it takes a lot for sure. Yeah, it honestly does. And I mean, that was something I always knew that was a thing, but I never really thought too much about it until I was just like, I'd sit down and like crunch the numbers like, man, I was away from my house for like nine hours. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. not to mention like all the time I had to like pack stuff up and drag it like yeah. out of a basement and like pack a car right. up. And then you get home and you're like, I gotta at least take some of this stuff inside because yeah. it's 95 degrees mm-hmm. outside and I can't just leave it in my car, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that actually goes on, which is pretty wild. But... I love it though. Like, I mean, it, it gives me a sort of like high, you know, just like packing stuff up um organizing it in that way like taking it out putting like setting a hole you know in the corner of a bar like making sure that looks good i don't know i i I love all of it like yeah um and every place is different though too like um you and i and jesse played a private show and they had like a backdrop set up for people to take pictures against right but like nobody was doing it so it's like we're gonna take this and this is now our backdrop. yeah how's that sound? and that was pretty sweet that actually looked really good you know so like there's different things you can do like that or like let's organize the band in this corner as opposed to that corner and like face it this way instead of that way or Mm -hmm. whatever um 
And I mean, like, even the smallest things, like, oh, we got one light bar, and it's like, well, that's better than no light bars, you right, know, so you, right. can, you can church things up a little bit sure. here and there with, honestly, not too much money invested, which is another thing I'm starting to learn. It's like, oh, you don't have to buy a, a $1,000 lighting rig to, mm. to look good, you know? Yeah. I mean, just a, one, a used one for 100 bucks is just as good, you yeah. know? And, uh, ironically enough, um, me and Vinny... We're talking about that the other day, or we were texting about it. Um, I posted, have my Vinny hat on. I do you have, do have Vinny. your Vinny hat yeah. on. That's what, that's what made me think of it. Um, but yeah, I, I sent a picture of like, I think it was just Eli and I's setup, um, just playing him and me. And he's like, dude, that looks really good. And I was like, this is our light, you know, this is our light bar. Like, and then we have, you know, two other light bars, but, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it a little goes a long way, I think. You know? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, I'm usually, I guess with Eli, you know, he, he has a bunch more stuff to set up than I do. Yeah. I can, I can knock my drums out in like 10, 15 minutes. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. Like, I always um, thought drummers would take forever to set yeah, up. But no, then, like you're sometimes I, the fastest people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it. So, you know, he, he's dealing with his power and his PA and mics and all that jazz, you know? So I'm just like, I'll, I'll set up the lights behind me over here, you know? And yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of taught me his way of doing that. Um, but whatever helps him out, you know, and we can get done faster, get out of there faster or whatever. Um, and if it looks good, then hell yeah. Yeah. And you don't just play with Elias as like a duo though, do you? There's other people that play with you as well. Yeah. Um, we do, uh, we do a full band stuff, Elias Nets band, with um, this kid Joe that Eli met through playing with um, in church with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty cool. He's a good guy. Um, hell of a hell of a bass player. Um, I just yeah recently met him, jamming with him. But goofy kid, love him to death. And then uh, Etheridge Nets Reggie mm. plays um, uh, lead guitar. That's uh, Eli's older brother. Yep. Crazy good musician. You got to have him on here, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I've told I, him that too. I was like, Hey, what do you think about getting on Pete's? Yeah. I've but. talked to a few of the Nets's. It just never quite worked out. I think yeah. like the crazy thing was the first time I contacted them, they're like, our dad's got to be the first one. And I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, I dude, that's a, that. a whole family of musicians. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's a generational thing too. It's crazy. You yep. know? Like, I mean, I'm, I guarantee you like all the kids as kids are going to be musicians. All the kids as kids as kids are going to be mm-hmm. musicians. You know, I think it's just going to be a forever thing. Um, but yeah, um, that's, we've, we've had a few shows, um, this summer full band and that's like really cool stuff. We work really hard, um, try and tighten up our screws, practice a lot. Um, but also, yeah, me and Eli are busy with just like our duo kind of thing. And that's super fun. You know, it's a little more relaxed, um, play music that we don't practice a whole lot and just see how it goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, between Elias Nets band, full band things, um, just me and Eli, and then, you know, Jesse Wilson music and friends or whatever, yep. you know, I've been very busy this summer. Yeah. I, I love it, man. Yeah. This is, actually this last weekend was the first weekend in July that I only had one show. Oh, wow. Um, otherwise it's been two, three, four you know also yeah all summer yeah Yeah. uh that's something else i realized like playing with jesse like at the beginning of the year i actually have like written down here somewhere where it's just like well we played one show this week and then we had a week off and then we played one show and then we had a week off Mm -hmm. and then we played two and then we played one and it's just like you could see it slowly start to build to like some weekends it was just like jesse and i played four shows this weekend it's like holy cow like 
it's it's busy it's uh it's a lot of work but it's also like really fun work you right know? yeah um I never really thought to see myself like, oh, you're in a country band and you're a busy musician and and you can you can actually make money doing this. I never thought in a million years I'd be in like that position, right. you know. But yeah. it's it's really fun to actually do that and have somebody kind of take you along for the ride. Yeah, because you're kind of in my situation where you're sort of like a hired gun next sure. next to the singer songwriter yeah. guy, you know. And it's, it's kind of you know his gig. Yep. And he's you know just met some people that's like, hey. Uh, come play with me and we'll figure it out, you know, or we'll yep. see how it goes. And I think so far it's going pretty good. Like, well, we've played like three or four shows together. Yeah. Um, I mean, most and, of them as of the last month even. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we've been pretty kick-ass if you ask yeah, me. You yeah. Know? Or at least it's a great time. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess you got to ask the people. But. Yeah. Uh, like our last show at Sneakers, like every now and then we'd all like turn around and be like, that was good. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, I mean, there's something to be said about that, which is kind of funny because uh, Jesse sent me some video footage that he shot at the yeah. Sneakers show. And I was like, dude, this is like a real band. Yeah. Not that we're not a real band. Sure. But, but like if I had my eyes closed and someone was like, listen to this, I'd be like, man, those guys are good. And I'm yeah. like, Wait, yeah. one of those people is me? Are you yeah. serious? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. For sure, yeah. I know. And it's always like listening to, you know, I take videos of whatever band I'm playing with at the time. You know, I go back and listen to them. I'm like, man, that sounds like shit. But it's, I thought it sounded so good live, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I don't know if it's just like the phone, speaker, yeah. microphone, whatever, you know? But, yeah, he sent me a couple of videos from Sneakers. And I was like, oh, dude, that's, that's pretty tight. Yep. Um, and without a rehearsal you know we just kind of like popped in did a show yeah um i know you you two have been playing a lot of shows together but you know when you bring the full band in you know i've only played with you guys at the jam session you yep know? yeah before um, any of the shows we ever played that was right. all we did and i remember when jesse was first like hey oh you want to jam a few songs and i was like yeah um and you know a lot of them were songs i didn't know and they're you know a lot of his originals and i just like tried to figure them out the more i heard them the you know, easier it was to follow along. Um, and then eventually he's like, hey, man, are you down to down to play some shows? I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. You know? um, it's crazy. I haven't known you guys for a long time, but great guys, and I love playing with you guys. You know? Yeah, it's well, awesome. thanks. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's not my not me to be like, hey, thanks for being in my band, because sure, it's not my band. Sure. But, like, <laughs> but that's another thing that's crazy. It's like we play with, like, this, you know, we have people from like every age group. Like you're in your twenties. I'm in my thirties. Jesse, I think is in his forties. Yeah. Which he, might, he doesn't look it, but not yeah. even a little bit. Yeah. Like that would, threw me off guard for sure. Yeah. I would think he's my age, yeah. but, uh, but then there's like Owen who's in his teens. You and know, he's his late teens. a God. Yeah. On he's the, base. <laughs> the most talented person. He's like oh, yeah. half my age. Yeah. Um, he's but, so modest too. He's always like, man, you're a groovy drummer. And I'm like, dude, you shred the bass. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no one I've ever seen, you know, like, and I've seen Les Claypool, yeah. you know, and I'm like, you're better than him. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, and, and he, you know, honestly, like people are just like, Owen can't be that good. Well, I'll go check him out live. He's yeah. that good. Oh my God. He's um, crazy. He's yeah. weird, weirdo good. Um, yeah. I wonder how he feels playing like a lot of these songs. Like I did have him on the podcast, but mm-hmm. you know, is this like painful for him to like dumb everything down that sure. much, you know, or is, but when you listen to some of those, like the live videos Jesse sent me, it was like, Oh, he's having fun. He's still going mm-hmm. out and like going all up and down the neck on stuff. Yeah. And it fits, so it, it's not it like it sounds he's... good, yeah, and it adds a little more too. Yeah, you know? it really honestly. That's does. what we were talking about earlier. That's what I love to see, like a, a musician's personality throughout mm-hmm. a song. You know, yeah, yeah. He shows to... it, and he jams, and he's a goofy kid, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we love Owen. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the show we did in Lakeview was like one of my favorites because we showed up early, we we're setting up, and we were just like goofing off before yeah. the show, and I was like, "This is pretty fun. I have a good time with these guys," yeah, you know. Right. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I, once again, I never in a million years would have saw myself like, you're going to play primarily cunt, like 70% yeah. country yeah. songs and you're going to do this, you know, 20 or 30 times at least in a year or like, you know, 20 times throughout the summer even. Sure. And, and make money doing it and enjoy it because, you know, for so long I was just like, it's got to be metal, it's got to be heavy. Mm. If it's not, I don't want to listen to it, yeah. you know. Uh, screw Darius Rucker, you yeah. know, like whatever. It was, <laughs> for sure, it, me but, too, dude. I'm a, I, the music I listen to is like, you know, metalcore and like indie rock and, you know, I listen to all sorts of stuff. But like before I started playing country music, I didn't want to. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to play country music, fuck country music. I don't yeah. want to do that. Do you feel like the challenge of playing something you don't want to play is like part of what makes it fun? It it turned into something I do want to play, you yep. know? Um, at, at first it was like, man, well, I think it was just more like it helped me want to play it when I started like listening to it more. And, you know, like, I mean, I don't really listen to country radio because, yeah. I mean, I don't like all that bullshit that they're just trying to sell, you know, yeah. but like writers that write honestly and put out good music. I don't know. There's good country and there's bad country like any other genre. Yeah. But, um, you know, I like playing playing that good country music and I actually got into listening to it too, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's me cracking my fingers, <laughs> but, uh, no, I totally get what you're saying though, too. Like some of the country songs, it's just like, I don't really want to hear another song about how, like how good it feels to have like sweat on your brow after a job well done yeah, and, and a cold like, beer yeah. sitting on a tailgate. Yeah. But the worst part about that is some of that you have to like, you have to pepper a tiny bit of that in there mm-hmm. just so people, sure. yeah. Crowd know. pleasers yep. for sure. Yeah. Yep. But people eat it up. they do. They honestly like really do. Cause it's, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, it's the majority of America, you know, right. like that's yeah. what they do. They, they work hard and blue collar. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. blue collar music, you know? Yeah. And maybe I, that's me. I just didn't, I'm like, I'm not blue collar. And then yeah. I'm like, you know what? Actually yeah, I am, uh, you yeah, know, kind of fit the bill. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I live on a farm for Christ's sake. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Small town, small town, Iowa, man. Like, you know, I'm always like, Oh, I, I always thought I was going to like move to the city and now I'm like, uh, I'm not a big city guy. I like small town vibe, but you know, I'm also like, you know, not in a cornfield every day. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, I don't know, seeing seeing people react positively to playing those type of songs kind of brings a certain love for them, too, you know? I'm yes. like, okay, I don't really want to play this song, but then seeing people love it, I'm like, oh, you know what? This, I like this. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, there's, like, a twofold type of thing to that where, like, uh, uh, like a running joke between me and Jesse was like, he always used to just be like, uh, this is a Tyler Childers song. And then we get down and he'd be like, yeah, Peter Stockdale just recently became a Tyler Childers fan. And yeah. I'm like, dude, if, if you listen to a Tyler Childers song and you're not a Tyler Childers fan, right. like you did yeah. something, you didn't listen yeah. to the song. You know? Anybody who knows Tyler Childers is a huge fan. Yeah, like, exactly. And yeah, that's the music I'm talking about. That is good country music. Man. Yeah. I love that it's guy. It's honest. It really yeah. is. And it, I still feel like somehow it fits the bill, bill of like the working class yeah, person. for sure. But he doesn't ever go out there and be like, oh, let's drink some bush lights yeah, or whatever, you know. Yeah. So uh, He has a, a beautiful way of telling a story, and he's a great guitar player. Um, I actually saw him uh, <laughs> October 2019. Me and my buddy went to um, Austin City Limits in Austin, Texas. What? With, with little to no planning. Like, we plan, I mean, we just kind of bought tickets and, you know, got airplane tickets in like a month. And then we just went down there. Like, luckily he had some family in Dallas, um, so we kind of stayed with them for a couple of days. Took a bus to Austin, um, 
And once we got off, like, the bus, when we got in Austin, we took an Uber to, um, like, the festival. And this was at, like, 1.15. Tyler Childers was set to play at 2. I booked it into this <laughs> festival. I'm like, I am getting there. You know, I'm yep. just running through <laughs> this huge crowd of people. There's 450,000 people there. I'm sprinting oh through God. them. It's like 100 degrees. I'm sweating. I took my shirt off, carrying a huge backpack, and then, like, finally made it to the stage. And it's this is pretty, um, pretty soon after, like, his last album came out. I guess not his last album, but, like, Country Squire, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I was... I was shitting dude it was awesome. <laughs> Fuck. dude that'd be so cool it's been a while since i've been to like a really really big show like that yeah. um a lot of the shows i go to now are like smaller but i do recall like going to some shows like that where it's just like oh, i gotta go see this then you show up and you're like oh this is a giant festival right. like and yeah. i gotta i gotta go from here all the way over there yeah. to hear what i, I want to hear yeah. you know and i couldn't imagine like four hundred fifty thousand people dude, it, though, was, honestly. it was nuts um yeah hard time getting around i mean when the headliners were playing because you know throughout the day you know there's pretty open spaces a lot of people in and out going this way and that way you know so it was easier to get around and i'm pretty like i don't know in places like that i i know where i have to go and i go there and you know so i figure out like where all these stages are there are like seven to nine stages there oh, Jesus. you know and i'm just like okay this one's this stage that one's this stage on way over here you know and i'm talking to people they're like hey where's this stage i'm like way over there you yeah. know like you're going the wrong way you gotta turn around um so I'm pretty good at that, and I just, like, go there and, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, once headliners started coming out, that's when you really saw that there were, like, almost a million people in there, you know. And oh it's just, God, like, that's nuts. yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Like, we're <laughs> we're uh, um, waiting for Cardi B. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I didn't really. I didn't really care to see her. But, um, it uh, wouldn't be on my list. But no. Um, uh, Mumford and Sons were playing like way on the other side of the festival. Seen them? They're okay. Yeah. Um, Not my favorite, but I, I, I never seen them before. I wanted to watch them. Um, we didn't get too close, but so it was like we just wanted to see like a couple songs from Cardi B, I guess. And you know that that show brought a huge crowd and we're kind of like fairly close in the middle well she was like a half an hour late and i was like dude i'm gonna leave you if we don't go right now you know so like she finally came out we watched a couple songs i was like i'm dipping i'm going to see these guys you know mm-hmm. and it was like just a probably a half an hour trek just in between people just trying oh to get gosh. you know like across this festival is terrible but oh, it was a great time the festival was awesome I always thought it was weird that, like, musicians, people who have, like, their whole entire hobby and or job is, like, based around being in time with people around them are always late to things. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just like, what is the deal with this? I was like, making a joke, like, oh, I guess Cardi is tardy to her own party. <laughs> got some laughs. But oh, that's classic. Yeah. That's classic. So, we're getting close to an hour on this, but um, I do want to bring in the fact that, like, I think that you are uh, a good singer and good guitarist, and at the last show that Jesse and I, uh, Jesse had booked for us, and you were there, he's like, do you want a microphone for the drumming? And I was like, oh, that'd be so cool, but, I mean, like you said, it took a a little while for me to figure out how to sing and play guitar at the same time. Eventually, it becomes kind of second nature or whatever, but, like... I don't even drum well, and I don't sing well, so I couldn't imagine doing both at the same time. That but, is 
that's a whole nother world, man. Yeah. Um, it is tough. And honestly, like I'm a beginner at it right now. And mm-hmm. the only reason, um, I'd even say that is because like, you know, just playing songs that I really enjoy. I start singing without a microphone. I just sing mm-hmm. it. Um, and you know, nobody can hear me, but they can probably see me sing it. Um, yep. so it's gotten easier just from practicing that on stage, I guess, you know, or it's just like, I don't know. Um, I've, I've never really, you know, sat and drummed with a microphone, um, and sung along. I don't really know how to harmonize, but I can like add another layer, you know, to a chorus or whatever. Um, but it's something I'm willing to try, you know, yeah. if you guys want to bring me a mic and I'll, I'll sit back there and use it. You well, know, we have enough mics and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's something him and I have been talking about where like when we first started playing, it's like, well, we need a mixer. Let's I, like, I've got, mul- yeah. I've got multiple small mixers. I'll just sell you one for cheap and we'll use that until we need something bigger. But there's just enough spots where it's like, dude, we could hook him up to a mic yeah. if we want to, you know? Yeah. So maybe sometime that might be a thing we would do, but I think it'd be fun. Like, but once again, I'm always just like, what do you do with the mic? You got to like play a little bit and sing a little bit. And then you slide it, you slide it out of the way or yeah. like, well, you know, like, what do you do with this thing? You know, you know like, I, uh, um, I've, I've only seen like people, you know, while they're drumming, like have the mic off to the left and then mm-hmm. they just like turn their head and drum and sing at the same time. That's imag- like, that's what I'd imagine I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it, it becomes a problem and I start messing up on the drums because I'm trying to focus on words too much. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm going to slide it to the side and be like, I'm not dealing with you right now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something I'm willing to try. It's like, you know, like I said, something I haven't done, but it is tough, you know, like, yeah, I can just imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, when I was first learning guitar, it took me a couple of weeks to even like get down the rhythm to be able to sing and play guitar at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do it now, you know, so I imagine it's kind of the same thing with drumming. Like, you know, it's going to be tough at first, but once you figure it out, you know, you're just like, you can do it. Um, and it's, you know, I only belch out the, you know, songs I really love and, and know, Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I just like try and sit back and just, um, you know, just try and make the music sound as good as possible with like, you know making it musical and putting my own little style into it, I guess, you know, um, I, I'm not a crazy, like, um, I don't know, talented drummer, I guess, but like, I tend to disagree. Yeah. When, uh, (laughs) when I, you know, I basically like started learning, I started learning like just basic rock beats, you know? Um, and I could, you know, I had a little, uh, book called funk a six, and you know (laughs) it'd it'd show me like uh trap set sheet music or whatever Mm -hmm. and i only got so far into that book where i'm like all right this stuff is beyond me you know Mm -hmm. um i want to tap back into it because i still have it but yeah so basically like i just know a few basic rock beats that i've played forever um for as long as i have been playing i guess and i just use that and you know jam along to any music using that and then what I do want to work on and I have been working on a little bit is like getting more in depth fills because Mm -hmm. you know, I normally just like, uh, first of the song I'm on the hi hat kick and snare, you know? Yep. And then when the chorus comes around, I just like hit the snare a couple of times and go to the ride. You know, (laughs) that's, that's about the extent of my drumming. Um, 
but you know adding a few cymbals in there adding a few like toms in there just trying to make it musical but um i need to work on some stuff you know? dude i feel like those lead-in fills are underrated though because like that's where me being a drummer i know that's like my worst thing ever because like i can do like you said hi-hat snare yep. kick you know it's yep. like cool chorus of the song go to the ride mm-hmm. but i don't have like I never sat down and practiced it, so I don't know. I just can't do it. But I can't do like any mini fills to be like, "Hey, this is where we're switching everybody." Yeah, you yeah. know, like, and that's one right. of my favorite things about drummers is it's just like, "Oh, this guy's technically leading me as the guitarist right. to tell me that this is where we're going to the chorus." Yeah, you know, and it's like that. Even though I know we're going to the chorus, right. it's still nice to have that reaffirmation from from the person in the back. You know, yeah. you're like a. I always said that like the drummer's kind of like a, a dog sled musher. Okay. You know, it's like, it's like you're not really like leading, but you're leading from the back of the pack. Sure. You know, yeah. and you're telling you're kind of telling us all what to do, whether or not we know that's what you're doing. You know, you know, a lot of a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're a drummer," you know, like, "Oh, it's like a band just needs like, you know, a bass player and a drummer, and then the rest is like." Um, you know, just, I, I can't remember what this, this quote was. Yeah. It's but, like, uh, yeah. They're just like ancillary instruments that yeah, are added on on the right, side. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, I did but, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a band is basically a drummer and a bassist with a bunch of other stuff thrown in there. Yeah. And that's funny, but I don't necessarily agree with it. And, you know, everyone's like, oh man, you have such an important job keeping time. And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot that I'm doing that you know um because i'm just following everybody else you know like i if somebody comes out and you know they they start the song with a you know, strumming pattern i'm just i'm going off their time yep you know um the majority of the time you know there's very rare that i start a song mm-hmm. and choose that tempo um but you know during a song i like i said i'm just trying to make it sound as good as possible um but yeah sometimes i forget that you know i i, I have that responsibility of keeping time um, cause I speed up and slow down a lot. I hear, mm-hmm. I don't catch myself doing I, it. Sometimes I, have, I do, but I, I can't tell. Yeah. I get, I, I've heard that when I really get into a song, I speed it up a lot, you know? Well, but I don't notice. I don't well, notice. if you're doing that, I feel like it's the breathability of the music, yeah. which is something that also took me a while oh, yeah, to get yeah. into. Cause I like, when I really started practicing a lot, it was just like metronomes, metronomes, metronomes. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be on time and it's always gotta be perfect. But then it almost sounds robotic, you right, know. There's no right. breathability to the music. There's yeah. no soul to it or whatever. You mm-hmm. don't feel it getting bigger or smaller or or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I definitely think you're a, a really good drummer. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I get to play with you. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of us, at least in like the Jesse Wilson camp, like we all really appreciate one another and playing with yeah. one another. I yeah. mean. Um, we're always tossing each other compliments and stuff. And even Owen's just like, dude, you're so good. It's yeah. like, shut up kid. Like you're, right. you're like, you're way up here and you're telling me I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, no I don't, don't want to hear that. Like, and I'm like, you know what, man, you're good. You're... And he's like, yeah, I'm all right. And I was like, don't be modest about it. Just take it. Yeah. You know, take a compliment. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. hilarious. Great. We're getting really close to the end here. I do have like, I, I guess like the only question I would really ask you is like, how long have you really been gigging as a musician? I mean, like, obviously you, you did the undertow thing when you were younger, but like, um, when people ask me like, how long have I been playing? It's like, well, I I joined a punk band like five years ago. Sure. And that's like, to me, that's how long I've been playing because when Mm -hmm. I played beforehand, it was like, I was in a high school band. I didn't really know what I was doing. I took a long break. I didn't do anything. So like, so I guess, you know, undertone didn't last all that long, but if I set that to the side, um, you know, I'd say probably like two years now, um, two summers, um, 
and and yeah, that's it. That's when I started, and that's I guess it's been consistent since then. Other than that, it's been like uh, you know, I've kind of I was following around like Clint and the Blue Ribbon Ramblers for a while. And, yeah, you um, moonlighted with them a few times. Yeah, yeah, me and Reuter were just hanging out all the time, you know. So I just like follow him to his gigs, take pictures um, every now and then. There, if there was a cone up there, um, you know, I'd play that mm-hmm. um, for a few songs. Um, but that's not you know necessarily my gig. It's not something I was doing. It was just I was just there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ever since I really landed with Eli and we started doing it. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, it's been consistent since then. I'm still with him, just joined up with you guys and Jesse, um, mm-hmm. and very grateful for both those opportunities, you yeah. know, um, cause yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, it's been a great ride and yeah. I want to keep going, you know, this is like what I want to do. You yeah. It's just be in these bands, play music and, you know, live that lifestyle, like, it's it's always been that you know yeah i mean like and once again like when i was growing up i was like dude like the only way to be a musician and be successful is to tour the country yeah right, tour right, right. bus and derpity derp yeah. and and now i'm realizing like no i'm out there i'm out there doing it mm-hmm. like you know yeah. i'm i might even be making more money than some of these bands that are out there touring that are yeah. barely even breaking even right you know yeah and, and then you know all that money is going to you and the the people that you play music with, you know, not any like record labels, yeah. any, you know, shit yeah. like that. Yep. No bookers, um, no nothing. Yeah. You know, that's another testament to, to like, I guess with Jesse and Eli or Elias, that is that like, I'm sure they do all their own booking, you know? There, yeah. There's yeah. only been a few shows that I've been like, Jesse, there's an opening here. Uh, they, right. they said they want a booking. I mean, but I always put it in his court, like you can hit them up, yeah. you know, cause it's his deal. But that's also a testament to those guys were like, Elias and Jesse could both play solo if they wanted to. Sure. So when they bring like you or me with, I'm just like, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, I right. really appreciate yeah, it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And you know, they're flexible too. Where like Jesse, if I can't play a show because I'm playing with three finger Betty, he'll mm-hmm. do something else. You know, yep. he'll play with you and Owen and yep. maybe Reuter jumps yep. in or something. He you hopped know? in on one show and yep. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, and that was cool. You know, we hadn't played together in a long time, you know, so it was cool <laughs> to have him back, but yeah, well, I guess uh, I never really thought about that. It was like the two yeah. of you knew each other well enough right. where it's like, you yeah. can, uh, you, we can work off each yeah. other. Here. I knew how, I knew how, what he does, you yep. know, how it rolls. Yep. So, yeah, it worked out. It was a good show. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much all I got written down. Let me double check. One, two. Looks pretty good. Uh, anything else you really want to, like, talk about, I guess? I didn't didn't write too much extensive notes on this but it's also you're an easy guy to talk to so it was easier sure. to fill an hour so yeah it, it came up quick for me i didn't know i mean <laughs> i can't i can't believe it's already been but yeah i turned to look and i was like we got 40 minutes into this yeah. thing jeez wow. like <laughs> yeah. just hitting bullshit man yep. no it's been fun uh, i appreciate you having me on man yeah you know, absolutely you know, i'd do another one if you're down yeah yeah definitely yeah i'm game this next yeah. time I'll, I'll come to you and we can do one there or whatever cool. or uh do one at a show or something beforehand yeah. but but dude yeah uh I, all i gotta say is keep grinding like i enjoy playing with you uh i enjoy having you around at jam nights whether or not you're singing or or playing guitar or whatever um i mean heck uh i think it'd be fun to like just throw that in there somewhere at mm-hmm. a show just be like well guess what this time we're doing three acoustics or yeah. something up here you know just right. do something goofy like that like I bet you didn't know we were going to do a song by the Highwaymen because we're pretty much yeah. the Highwaymen of Iowa <laughs> yeah, or whatever, sure. you know. So, uh, yeah, dude, just keep grinding at it. Uh, I I definitely look up to you as a musician. So um, regardless of age or exposure or talent level or, or how long you've been doing this or anything, like I definitely do look up to you uh, as a musician. So well, the feeling's mutual. <laughs> well, hats off to you. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you very much. Uh, man. Thank you. Thank you.
Hey, yeah, that's another good one. I like hanging out with Cole. I don't, I don't spend too much time around him, but it's really fun when I do. You know, when he gets to jam nights and I see him there, or you know, just out and about in the music scene. He does go to shows sometimes, so I like seeing him at shows. Uh, you know, but this summer, I mean, he's been busy. I've been busy. We've both been picking up gigs left and right. You know, um, with other musicians and things like that. You know, kind of finding our way. Um, into into different positions with different bands and it's it's really fun you know having people like him around and you know I, one of my favorite uh, stories out of this episode was that his uh, father made him some drums out of like buckets and stuff that's like so cool um, I remember my dad did the same thing for me once with like a basketball hoop not quite music related but still pretty cool you know he made made me my first basketball hoop when I was a little kid and it was uh, you know like a bucket and a piece of wood so that's pretty cool you know those uh, ingenious dads that do some fun stuff uh you know kind of made me smile and think about some of the stuff in my own childhood that i had kind of like that so uh you know hats off to to that ingenuity doing something like that it's really really cool and it kind of sparked his interest to do what he's doing now so that is pretty neat it's a pretty fun story um i like having stories like that kind of come up on the podcast every now and then one of those just kind of you know nice heartwarming stories kind of just gets you so uh i don't know that one just made me smile i really liked it uh, if you guys are looking for links for him, look down below. There's some Jesse Wilson and uh, Elias Nets links down below. So if you're looking for some of that, that's where that's at. Uh, definitely check him out live somewhere. Cole's, like I said, Cole's a cool dude. He's a heck of a drummer. So uh, check him out uh, with one of those bands. Two different styles of music, uh, even though they're kind of similar. But it's uh, one of my favorite things about the music scene out in this uh, northern Iowa area. You get a lot of bands that are like, somewhat kind of similar but different enough where you're going to get a totally different feel going to a different show so uh, it really doesn't matter like all of us in our peer groups kind of hang out with each other uh, there's a few crossover songs depending on what bands you're going to see but it's really not that similar from one show to the next even though there's a lot of just like singer songwriters up here so uh, check out the links down below and uh, if you listen to any of the previous episodes check out those links down below uh, give everybody a follow like subscribe um, uh, I know they love it and uh, you know we love it here over here at Audible Farm too so if you guys are looking to support the podcast the easiest way to do it would be to like subscribe or share anything we got uh, if you're listening on YouTube hit that subscribe button otherwise if you're listening on um, any sort of podcast streaming service just hit the subscribe button there so you get the new episodes every single week appreciate it guys um if you guys are looking to support monetarily head to the audible farm shop there's t-shirts there there's um keychains and stickers there used to be hoodies the hoodies are sold out and we used to have new shirts but uh almost every one of those has sold out there's only a couple sizes left um well yeah there's only a couple sizes left um one i think one of each kind maybe i don't know you'll have to check by the time this episode comes out i'll probably have sold a couple more so check those out i got more coming but once again it's going to be a small order so if you want them uh nab them up quick because i don't know if i'm going to keep making these i might just make a small run of these just for fun and whoever gets them gets them because these are just kind of kind of goofy designs so if you guys like them let me know i know a lot of people have been wearing them around town already i've seen them at shows and things like that already like within the last week which is wild so uh, hats off to everybody that's bought a shirt from me um, if you guys see me at a show hit me up I might have some with me otherwise um, you can just go to the online shop and buy a shirt there um, I would suggest though if anybody you know knows me personally just to hit me up at a show or meet me locally and all we'll take care of that that way there's no uh, shipping fees and things like that to worry about so if you guys are looking to support monetarily there's also the patreon channel the patreon channel is one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year 
that um, you know it's only like I said one dollar a month you get all the video versions of the podcast I've been dabbling with ideas to try to throw little tidbits in there that are just for the Patreon people as well every now and then I've put discounts to the shop in there and things like that as well so uh, for one dollar a month you can get uh, all the video versions of the podcast plus maybe some little extra bonus bits that not everyone else gets so check that out um the links to that are down below as well as the shop so if you guys are looking to support the podcast monetarily there's that way otherwise it's always going to be free to anybody that wants to listen to it uh on youtube or any streaming service so hats off to you guys for listening i really appreciate it once again check out cole live in one of the bands down below and i will check you guys next week all right peace